Good evening. I greet you in the wonderful name of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. My name is Mark Labrum, and I'm an elder in Living Waters Community Fellowship in Tableview. The title of my sermon is In Christ Alone. Instead of taking my title from a Bible verse, as I usually do, I've chosen the opening words of a wonderful Christian song, one of my favorites, and I want to explain why its words are so profoundly important. What do you think is the most important thing in the world? A lot of people spend their lives living for money, possessions and prestige. Many are obsessed with the lives of the rich and famous, the sports, music and film stars. But ironically, some of these famous people are deeply unhappy and many resort to drug and alcohol abuse and promiscuity. The world says if you just drive the right car or live in the right house or wear the right clothes, all will be well. But that is a lie. We are bombarded with materialism and advertising. But what does the Bible say is really important? King Solomon explains in the book of Ecclesiastes how he set out to find the meaning of life. He tried gaining wisdom, and indeed God gave him such great wisdom that people came from all over to hear him speak. Even the Queen of Sheba and her entourage came and paid him tribute. But Solomon said that with much wisdom comes much sorrow. The more knowledge, the more grief. That's in Ecclesiastes 1 verse 18. So then he sought pleasure, wine, woman and song. So many women that he had 700 wives and 300 concubines. That's a lot of women. And it's also not, not godly at all. Because God made Adam and Eve, one man and one woman. Then he worked hard and he did great building projects, including the magnificent temple for God that his father David had wanted to build, but was prevented from doing so because he had too much blood on his hands. He also became vastly rich. Surely all of this would make him a great success? Certainly in the eyes of the world he had everything that I could want. But after all this, Solomon declared in Ecclesiastes 1 verse 2, Meaningless, meaningless, utterly meaningless. What caused such despair in this man that had been so wise? Well, the Bible showed that this king who started so well married many foreign women who led him away from God, and he began to worship their foreign gods. And without the living God, everything that we do will eventually become totally meaningless. In contrast, in Mark 8, verses 36 and 37, Jesus asked, What good is it for a man to gain the whole world, yet forfeit his soul? Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? So he says our souls are of eternal worth. How precious are our eyes? Would you sell your eyes for a million rand? No, yet they are just the window of, windows of our soul. In John 14 verse 6, Jesus says, said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. 
The only way to be saved from an eternity in hell is through the redeeming blood of Jesus Christ. In Acts 4 verse 12 it says, Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. So if the richest man in the world dies without Christ, he has literally lost everything. In Colossians 1 verses 15 to 18, it states that Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. So in view of this, how should we live? Ezekiel 33 verse 10 says, Therefore, O thou son of man, speak unto the house of Israel, thus you speak, saying, If our transgressions and our sin be upon us, and we pine away in them, how should we then live? Here we see God telling the rebellious nation through the prophet Ezekiel that unless they turn from their wicked ways, they will perish. We also need to repent of our sins and follow Christ. Then as Paul says in Galatians 2 verse 20, we can also say, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. What should our priorities as Christians be? We need to start looking at the world like God sees it, through biblical glasses, not worldly glasses. We need to be transformed through the renewal of our minds, as it says in Romans 12 verse 2. When our hearts and minds are transformed through God's word, then our actions will also change. When people were searching for meaning through the 1960s with the hippies and sex, drugs and rock and roll, and all of that nonsense, the Christian philosopher Francis Schaeffer wrote his now famous book, How Should We Now Live?, based on the words of Ezekiel 33 verse 10. He also started a Christian counterculture at Labrie in Switzerland. Much like Ravi Zacharias, he was able to articulate a Christian answer to people's pressing problems and thirst for meaning and purpose, all fulfilled in Christ alone, and definitely not in sex, drugs and rock and roll. He showed how all of the great advances of human civilization, music, arts, science and technology, are based on biblical thinking. Of course, our old enemy, the devil, wants to pervert civilization by his anti-God thinking and by using his servants to set up a demonic one-world government, one-world anti-God religion and one-world currency. So if any of you are still believing that COVID-19 is all just about fighting a disease, you really need to stop listening to the mainstream news propaganda. 
But in Psalm 2 verse 4, we read about how God laughs at their little efforts. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord holds them in derision. How can they think that they can shake their puny little fists at God, that created the, the God who created the heavens and the earth, and all that is in it? Now, Chuck Colson was a former Marine Vietnam veteran. He was a captain in Vietnam, and he became President Nixon's right-hand man. He was sent to prison for his part in the Watergate scandal. But while he was in prison, he gave his life to Christ. A great intellectual and influenced by Francis Schaeffer, he wrote the book, How Now Shall We Live? Where he also discusses how Christians should live and let the light of God shine, even in some of the worst hellhole prisons in the world. And he talked from personal experience, from starting and running the Ministry Prison Fellowship, which is now still active worldwide. Is Christ our all in all? As Colossians 3 verse 11 says, Here there is now no Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free. But Christ is all and is in all. If we say that he is our all in all, are we spending time with him? Are we spending time in the word and prayer? Do we thirst for him like a deer pants for water? Is Jesus enough for us? Do we really love him more than gold or silver or anything that this world can offer? Unfortunately, as we have seen with Solomon and many other Jewish kings, the human heart is prone to be led astray. They often built altars to false gods in the high places. We think this was terrible, and rightly so, but we can also be guilty of putting other things before God in our lives. If anything is more important than Jesus in our lives, we are guilty of idolatry. We need to search our hearts. Is there anything taking priority over our relationship with Christ? Do we love sport more than God? If so, that is idolatry. We have also recently seen famous sports stars bending the knee to Black Lives Matter, which openly claims to be an anti-God Marxist movement, and which is actually promoting violence and racial hatred. We must not kneel to anyone or anything but the living God, because that is breaking the second commandment that says that we must not make idols or bow down to them. And that's in Exodus 20, verses 4 and 5. These sportsmen must repent. Indeed, according to God's word, all lives matter. We are all descendants of Adam and Eve. In Acts 17, verse 26, Paul says, And he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on the face of the earth. Do we love our TVs or computers? or cell phones more than Jesus? Incidentally, it's been calculated that in the average time an American spends watching TV in one year, they could read the Bible through 22 times, and I'm sure it's much the same in South Africa. Now, we don't expect every Christian to read the Bible 22 times, 
but we certainly have time to do it once if we really want to. I'm sure that unless you are specifically fasting, most of you will try to eat every day. Because without food we become weak and unable to function properly. But some people neglect their spiritual food and thereby become weak in the faith. We need to feed on the Bible by reading it every day. Okay, so we understand that there are bad things that we may place in front of God. But what about the good things, such as our family and work and ministry? Surely God will understand when these things take priority? Well, no. Our relationship with Jesus must still come first. If we're not spending time alone with Him every day, then we're just too busy. If we search our hearts and find that that is true, what must we do? There are three things we must do. Firstly, we must return to our first love, Jesus. Secondly, we must destroy the altars to foreign gods. And thirdly, we must live for Jesus. In Revelation 2 verses 4 to 5, God says to the church in Ephesus, Yet this I have against you. You have forsaken your first love. Remember the height from which you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. But if you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. God tells them to return to their first love. Remember how we loved Jesus when we were first saved. When you really love someone, you just want to spend time with them. You do anything to be with them. When I met my wife, Deline, she worked in Otsuren at the hospital there, and I worked in George. There's a big mountain pass between the two towns. But it was no problem to drive over regularly, because we just wanted to be with each other. And if you love someone, you talk about them. We should want to tell people about Jesus. Our love for him should just overflow to the world around us. In John 7 verse 38, Jesus says, Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. The Holy Spirit will enable us to be witnesses for Jesus. Our fellowship is called living waters. Are we drinking from Jesus' living water? Angus Buchan suggests sometimes not even bothering to take food, but just take a big bottle of water and head out to the mountains for a couple of days and spend time with Jesus. Spend time in his presence. Sit at his feet. Do whatever you need to do, but put Jesus first. Return to your first love. Then the righteous kings were ruthless in destroying the altars to everything that lifted itself up against God. We read in 2 Kings 22 how one of the few good kings of Judah, King Josiah, realized that the nation had lost the word of God. How terrible to lose the word of God. And he repented and turned the nation back to God. Then in 2 Kings 23 verses 3 and 4 it reads, Then the king stood by the pillar and made, the, made a covenant before the Lord to follow the king, to follow the Lord and keep his commandments. And the king commanded Hilkiah, the high priest, the priests of the second order, and the doorkeepers, to bring out of the temple of the Lord all the articles that were made for Baal, for Asherah, and for all the hosts of heaven, 
and he burnt them outside Jerusalem. So he destroyed all the altars to the pagan gods. We must be just as diligent. Is there any unconfessed sin that is coming between you and God? Then pray that Jesus will set you free. He promises to do so. Do whatever it takes to put Jesus first. Then live in Christ. In John 15 verse 5, Jesus says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And Philippians 4 verse 13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We must be totally sold out to Christ. Our priorities must become his priorities. He exhorts us in Matthew 6 verse 33 not to make food or clothes our priority, but to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. To the sick, Jesus is a physician. To the poor, he is their riches. To the weak, their strength. To those in trouble, their deliverer. And to the fearful, their peace. There are wonderful Christians being persecuted all over the world. More Christians are dying for their faith than ever before. They have chosen to follow Christ. No turning back. The Bishop of Baghdad, Andrew White, told the story that ISIS terrorists once told some children in Iraq to forsake Jesus. They refused, saying, we love Jesus. They were killed for their faith. Jesus was enough for them, and they are now safe in his arms. Some of you may know that Christina Grimmy was a very talented Christian singer who recorded the song, In Christ Alone. The opening words are, In Christ alone my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. Shortly after recording this song, on the 10th of June 2016, a crazy gunman shot this young girl dead and then killed himself. But the final words of the song are the triumphant cry, No power of hell, no schemes of man, can ever pluck me from his hand, till he returns or calls me home, here in the power of Christ, I'll stand. Is your eternal faith also in Christ alone? Do we really believe, like Paul, that to live is Christ and to die is gain? Then stand for him and in his mighty power. Amen. Let us pray. O oh Lord God, I just want to thank you that you have paid for our sins, that you love us with an eternal love, that you are the author and the finisher of our faith. Lord, I pray for every listener this evening that they will make you their all in all, that they will spend time with you Spend time hearing from you in, your, in, in the word and spend time speaking to you in prayer. We pray for our country. We pray for our nation. We pray, Lord, that this country will turn back to you. And Lord, that for each one of us, 
you will become our all in all. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We love you, Lord Jesus. Amen.